Hey guys, welcome back to Pucks and Pages. My name is Steven. That was my amazingly lovely wife, Liberty. And we are a sports and book podcast. I'll try to bring Steven over to the book side of the world. As I try to drag her clawing all the way back over to the sports side of the world. Via the news in books and sports. We're officially on to round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and neither one of our teams are in it. It's it's a very exciting time to not be in the playoffs, <laughs> to say the least. In the West, we have Vegas playing Vancouver and Dallas playing Colorado. Their first official game was on Saturday. And in the East, we have New York against <coughs> Philadelphia and Boston versus Tampa Bay. I was about to say, really, you're going to cough right now while we're recording the podcast, but then I realized you're talking about the, the Flyers, so it all makes sense. For that name to pass through my mouth, something has to happen first. <laughs> Coughing is it, I guess. Gotcha. Uh, which means we do have some a list of eliminated teams, being the Canadians, the Blue Jackets, the Capitals, the Hurricanes, the Coyotes, the Flames, the Blues, and sadly the one that I am mourning the most, the Blackhawks. If my team's not in it, your team can't be in it, apparently. <laughs> We made it one more round. That's all I've got to say. So You made it into the actual Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But right now, Chicago's GM is saying that Crawford's future with the Blackhawks is uncertain. I'm really not surprised at this point. I think, you know, he was pulling it together there at the end, and it just didn't work. Yeah, it seems to be currently GM ruining the lives of fans uh, season. It's no longer the playoffs, so the GM's are like, we can torture them. Well, and the sad part is they're saying they want to make changes, but then not doing anything at the moment. And so you're just waiting for the shoe to drop. Yeah, it will be sad to see Crawford go if he does end up going. It, However, I think he'll end up agreeing to like a lower term. I think he's one of those players that wants to play his whole career in one city. So there's a chance that he will end up signing like a short term, low dollar contract. Well, what I'm thinking is there's only two things that have to be in place for you guys to keep Crawford. And I think if one or both of these don't happen, you're not going to keep him. And one of them is the next contract is going to be short. And the second one, it's going to be a lot lower than his higher priced contracts that he's had in the past. And if one or both of those isn't agreed upon by the agents or the GM or whatever, you're not going to keep Crawford. Yeah. And I mean, at this point, Bowman's saying there's no announcements to make. They don't know what they're going to do. They're just going to talk to agents and see what happens. Yeah, this is the most nerve wracking time of year because it truthfully comes down to three parties being agreed upon the terms, not just for Crawford. And there's other players that are up for contract negotiations like there is every year at the end of a season. So it's always nerve wracking to see who the GM decides is worthy of staying within the organization. Well, I think with Crawford, what you're hitting is, A, he's getting older, but B, he's also becoming more unreliable. And yeah, he did pretty well in the lead up to the playoffs and the playoffs, but he spent most of the year just playing like crap. I mean, it was basically Leonard holding you guys in it. Yeah, it was predominantly Leonard playing the majority of the games during the season before the trade deadline as well too when Crawford did play they weren't stellar performances by his standards by any means and albeit he was injured for portions of the year so it's not like he really was available all year long but at the same time Leonard was clearly the number one most of the season. Yeah I just I think you're not going to keep Crawford if he can't let his ego get out of the way. I think you're going to have a problem with that most likely. 
And that leads to other rumors that have been swirling around. Obviously, sports writers will be sports writers, and they like to talk about any possibility of chances of certain goalies going to certain places this time of year. So uh, the most recent rumor is the possibility of Fleury leaving Vegas because their new number one is clearly going to be Leonard. They've made that decision through and through. Whether Fleury wants to accept it or not is two different things. But I wouldn't mind a Fleury fit in Chicago. Like, he's dependable. You know, he wins games, and that's all that really matters currently. I love Flower. He will always live in my heart rent-free. No problem. And I don't know. I think it's just your whole goalie situation is a mess that didn't need to exist because you got rid of Leonard, picked up Subban, which we always questioned that trade from the beginning in this household. As does every Blackhawks fan around the world. And then suddenly you realize, oh crap, we actually have to play in the playoffs. And so... You had to play Crawford because Subban's not up to scratch, I don't think. No. And it didn't work out for you guys. And now you're in this weird situation where Crawford is not great. But then on top of that, you have Subban who doesn't even play up to Crawford's standards. So I don't know why you'd shoot yourself in the foot like that. I think the reality of it is is we do have young talent coming up within the organization already. They've been performing very well down at the AHL level. So I think Bowman is pretty much betting on these younger guys to come up and be ready to play next season. And it's going to be a close three-way race, I think, for the starting position between the two young guys and Crawford if we don't obviously make a move for another goalie. Subban's contract expires at the end of the year, and I'm pretty sure they're just going to dump his salary just to keep room for the cap because the cap isn't going up this year so well you saying that makes me question even more why they did that trade because why would you pick up someone at the end of the year just to lose him at the end of the year i don't the reality is it was a cap space move for the next season so it was truthfully like hey we'll take on this for right now it will allow us to pay off bonuses to certain players that have earned them throughout the season like kubalik for example right And it will also give us the capability of a little bit more flexibility and money spending on goalies. Now, we were hoping that was going to be Leonard in Chicago at the beginning of the season, I think. And based on his performances during the year, I think most Chicago fans were like, well, let's spend some money and keep Leonard here. It makes sense. Well, you should have dumped Crawford and kept Leonard. In my opinion, because he's the better goalie. I don't know that Vegas would have taken that trade, though. Well, I don't think anyone would trade for Crawford, especially at this point. But speaking about other news with Marc-Andre Fleury. I'm really not a fan of this. So his agent posted a picture on Twitter of Fleury on the ice with a sword through his back with Peter DeBoer's name on the sword. Basically, he's upset about the fact that Leonard is being picked over Fleury, even though Fleury's the one that got them to being where they are, realistically. I really think this is a petty thing to do, and I can't imagine, cannot imagine Marc-Andre Fleury going, yeah, that's okay, post that. Go ahead and tweet that, yeah. I can't imagine him giving anyone the green light for this, because that's just not who he's ever been. I've never seen him act like that. Like, he's always been, like, this funny, silly guy, and yeah, he gets emotional with losses. Like, you just have to see the last playoff run he had with the Penguins to see how upset he got. But I just, I can't, I can't imagine him going, yeah, let's post that. Yeah, like for some reason that would even be kind of a good idea. Well, I mean, it's a bad PR move, but I also don't see what that can accomplish for anyone. Like, what did this agent think that was going to do for his client? 
Yeah. Flurry had to then make a formal apology, even though he wasn't the one that tweeted it. His agent has yet to make a statement about his actions. Uh, I do believe it's since been taken down on Twitter. I wasn't able to locate it last night, so I'm not shocked that he took that down, because it was pretty blatant and stupid. Well, I mean, also, I don't know. It's the playoffs, man. I mean... With the playoffs, you're going to play whoever's doing the best, and if you're not doing the best, then that's just how it is. But it's not going to matter if your team wins the Stanley Cup. Like, what's the whole point? Right. If you're on a Stanley Cup winning team, it would end up being, what, his fourth Stanley Cup? Yes. So, you know, not many goalies get the opportunity to even be part of organizations like that, and he would have been part of it four times. Well, and it's in his record, like, on his resume, he's won back-to-back Stanley Cups. So, like, what the hell? Yeah, and he was a crucial part of both of those because he came in when Murray was not so hot, you know, in certain games and won the games that he needed to win. So, it's a silly thing because Fleury's gotten a start and it didn't end well during that game for them against the Blackhawks. But at the same time, he came in and gave Leonard a rest so that Leonard could be on point for the next game because they were back-to-back games, like, days. So it's Well, and that's part of the reason you have a backup goalie is so that whoever's doing hot can be the one that you play at key moments. And when you have a back-to-back game, you rest him and play someone else. Now, Fleury's number one in my heart, and he always will be, but let's be honest here, he's not 100% in playoffs. Like, it's just a mental block for him. Yeah. He's never really shown uh, an amazing record in the playoffs. He wins games when he needs to win them, but otherwise it's kind of a scatter plot map of when he's going to win. So I can kind of understand how you have that fear, whereas Leonard, on the other hand, does very good in only regulation situations, which there's no shootouts in the playoffs so Leonard should be lights out no matter what. For the Canadians we've got Brendan Gallagher whose jaw was broken by Matt Niskanen of the Flyers. You used to like Matt Niskanen back in the day but. Well what happened is I was a Dallas Stars fan and my first season watching was when Matt Niskanen had his rookie year. And then he got traded in that big group trade to the Penguins. And I followed them to the Penguins. And then everyone got broken up over the years. But I really don't like his style of play anymore. And I don't know where he picked it up. If he picked it up at the Caps or the Flyers or what. But in my opinion, he's more of a dirty defenseman now than he was when I saw him in his rookie year. I hate to break it to you. He was almost always a dirty I would argue, at least when he was in Dallas, he wasn't playing that dirty. Yeah. And I don't like that Niskanen only got a one game. For literally shattering this man's jaw. It's ridiculous because I cannot imagine what he's having to go through recovering from this injury. And Niskanen only got a one game suspension. Yeah, the way that the referees are handling the playoffs this year, like, don't get me wrong, they've always allowed it to be more violent in playoff periods of time. Like, they definitely let a lot of calls go that they wouldn't normally in the regular season. But the argument for a lot of these penalties is player safety, and then when you don't do anything about it, like, prior to that, Gallagher had been hit in the face with a high stick and he was bleeding from his mouth, and there wasn't even a call made. It happened right in front of a referee. Yeah. So, well, the thing with the Matt Niskanen suspension is that they don't make that decision. Yeah, that's on it's it's on player, player safety. safety. Yeah. It's not your 
refs down on the ice. For the whole Matt Niskanen thing, I'm more talking about player safety problems. That other hit is definitely a ref thing. Like, they should have called that for sure. Right. Then on top of that, after that whole thing happened, he had surgery on Friday night and then went home the next day on Saturday. And then it has come out since then that he's been playing with a hip tear since playing my team in the qualifiers. Again, you have people playing injured until they can't anymore and then having to spend however long recovering from everything. That's typical in the NHL playoffs. The players are notorious for playing injured. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. So Yeah. Hospitals in these cities must get crazy busy at the end of the season. They all hit the jackpot like the lottery whenever an NHL team's in town. Yep. Yeah. And speaking of injuries, Stamkos won't be playing for the Lightning in Game 1 against the Bruins due to a lower body injury. It apparently was an injury that had happened a while ago, and he was getting back into skating, no contact, and all this other stuff. And then I guess it's just flaring up or getting worse or something, not recovering properly. So Coach Cooper didn't specify how long the forward's going to be out, but he is not playing in game one against the Bruins. Yeah, another typical NHL thing. Yeah, he's day-to-day. Every Everything's a day-to-day injury unless it's severe and then they're like... He had yeah, surgery he... yesterday, but it's day-to-day. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, he broke his jaw, but he can come back in a couple of weeks, you know, like, or a couple of games. Well, right. the Canadians yeah. are out anyway, but yeah, I know so it doesn't make a difference to them. But And then I have a little bit of interesting news related to commentators. I don't know if you saw uh, what Mike Milbury said on... I didn't see what he said. I saw the NHL response. Cool. I'll kind of get you up to speed. So he was stating how it seems like this is a lot more energetic and competitive playoff situation due to the fact that players don't have distractions like women. This is exact reference. Um, So what's weird is we've been watching a lot of these NHL bubble videos. Mm -hmm. All the nurses are women. So what are you talking about that there's not women around these players? Nurses aren't people just like servers aren't people. That's nonsense. That is the logic that these guys use, though. It's just a ridiculous argument. I think it's absolutely just wrong in every way, shape, or form. He came out and apologized. He actually stepped down before NHL, or before NBC had cut him out, I was going to say, the NHL has no impact on his career. It's NBC. So, like, kudos for him to step down. Not kudos for him for what he said. He realized he screwed up, and I think that's honorable of him to step down before the punishment came but well, at the same time it's like you still can't said fire me said. i quit yeah and it's just saying that he's stepping down for the remainder of the playoffs i guess nbc is planning on having conversations with him trying to figure out their punishment and or just deciding now nah, we're good they're supposedly going to be having a sit down this week to figure that all out it's pretty much a guarantee he's not going to be coming back based on what i've read from nbc's pr statements related to it so well that's good at least i guess i just don't understand what makes people say crap like this. Yeah, it's it's kind of silly. I just don't understand where in your brain you've come to accept that that's an okay thing to say ever, period. So yeah. Also, leaving the bubble a little early, we found this out as we were recording last week about Tuka Rask mm-hmm. um, leaving early. It ended up coming out that it was a family emergency related to his daughter. His daughter was in the hospital, uh, was requiring a surgery, and uh, the recovery was not going as smoothly. So when Boston spoke out about it last week, we talked a little bit about it on the podcast, but it was very unclear on details at that point. We thought it had something to do with her, but we weren't sure. Yeah. 
So, you know, that hence why Boston was not really shocked by the news. They knew that she was going in for a surgery and that Tuca's mind was kind of set on that and um, the recovery wasn't going so well. So that's why he left, which totally makes sense. I would 100% support that. Like if we had a child and I was a professional athlete, which, you know, dream job. Right. But would never be one. It it totally makes sense to leave in situations like that. And I believe for that matter, for any family member, whether it's like mom, dad, uncles, whatever. Yeah. Like it's something that you just set aside and you go and take care of it immediately. So that totally makes sense. And in happier news, our fourth straight week of zero positive COVID tests in the NHL bubble. So we continue the streak another week. So onward and upward. I just think some different organizations might want to pay attention to what's going on in the NHL. Yeah, they might learn a thing or two from it, possibly. I think that's about all the news I have for the NHL. I don't know if you have anything lingering on your uh, note sheet by any chance. No, that's really it. We're just waiting for the second round to really get underway. I'm not a big fan of once the first round is over, if my team's no longer in it, because A, my team's gone, but B, also, you don't have hockey all day every day anymore, especially with the whole bubble situation. Well, we could discuss, I guess, who we're going to follow at this point. I know that I am on the Dallas Stars train right now. Well, since we live here in Dallas, it's probably a good idea to jump on that train since both our teams are gone. Yeah, and for the most part, I really like Kudobin and the way that he plays as a goalie. He's not as tall or nearly as stacked up as a lot of the NHL goalies are these days. He's a littler guy, and he just purely plays athletically, and I think that's a good reason to support a team, too. I hate his nickname. Dobby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in the book uh, <laughs> podcast. No, we won't. <laughs> I just think you uh, don't deserve the name Dobby. I'll give you a sock. I'll free you from the Dallas Stars. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to root for the Dallas Stars and then they'll probably get eliminated and then we have to pick someone else and it'll just keep going that way until we're down to the final two. Yeah, such is life. I know that you're you're supporting Vegas just because Flower's on the team. Even though he'll be on the bench, you know, at the same time, it's exciting to it, see Flower. It feels like it else. would be a lot of fun to watch Vegas against Dallas. Plus, I want Vegas to eliminate Vancouver so there can be officially no Canadian teams in the playoffs anymore. Right. But we'll see what ends up happening. Some people are speculating this might be the year for Vancouver. And I'm thinking 2020, that would be the year that freaking happens. Because <laughs> what why else was... can be weird and freaky? I was going to say, what else could go wrong? <laughs> right? Jump to the MLB. The Washington Nationals decided to fire an employee in the Dominican Republic because he threw two cups of hot coffee in the face of the female convenience store employee. Yeah, it was kind of a weird story. Obviously, it wasn't during anything related to the team occurring. He was just there on a trip. Well, it's the National Academy is in the Dominican Republic. And gotcha. that's where they pull some of their... Caribbean um, talent from, I would imagine. Yeah, it's where they get some of their team's talent from. And Jaziel Morel, I think is how you say his name. He was an administrator at the academy there. And there was a video posted on Twitter on Friday night showing him fighting with her, yelling at her, and then throwing the coffee in her face. So while everyone's calling it an alleged whatever. It's not alleged. It's, there's fact. There's, there's video, video evidence out yeah. there in the world. Yeah. And upon hearing about the incident, the organization let him go and released a statement saying that they don't tolerate this type of behavior anywhere in the organization. So, I mean, good on them. But God, can people stop 
being a bunch of words I'm not allowed to say because I'm sick and tired of all the bad news all the time. Yeah, if we let Liberty curse the way she normally would, we'd have beeps every few seconds in here, especially related to incidents like this. Like, it's just... It's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. Like, there's no reason to be this kind of person. There's really not. And, like, great for firing that guy, but what about the girl? Like, I'm sure she's got burns all over her face and arms and neck and chest. Like, what's the team going to do for her? Right. Staying with Washington news, Steven Strasburg out for the remainder of the season. Called it. Yeah, we kind of figured that one was coming. Liberty definitely did. Um, He was battling an issue with that carpal tunnel all year. You can't try to, like, baby an injury through a season. You just can't. And, like, it's carpal tunnel, and it sounds like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, but it's affecting the nerves in your hand. Like, that is a big deal. I don't care that it's just carpal tunnel. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of breaking Washington news. We're going to jump back to the NHL for just a split second, if that's okay. The Washington Capitals have fired their head coach after their Stanley Cup playoff performance literally seconds ago was announced. So I'm not shocked that that came, especially considering they fired Barry Trotz after he won the Stanley Cup, and Barry Trotz beat them in the Stanley Cup playoffs right. with his new team. So No, I'm not surprised. That did pop up really fast, though. I feel like most teams take a little while longer. Yeah, um, it definitely was uh, kind of really breaking, breaking news. But back to the MOV. Yeah. Strasburg is going to be having carpal tunnel surgery next week. The Nationals manager, Martinez, said that their long-term goal for him is to have him rehab and come back for spring training next year. And I think that really speaks to the type of injury more than just saying it's carpal tunnel because it's August He's having surgery next week, so we'll just say the first. It's a little longer than a week from now. Early September September is the latest he's having the surgery, and they want him back in the spring. So I think that tells you everything you need to know about how this actually affects a player. Right. And, you know, I've been saying since they first put him on the IRIL that he needs to not try to dance around this. He needs to actually take care of it. By moving Strasbourg to the 60-day injured roster or disability roster, I think I saw it called, Washington is going to then be able to add right-hander Will Crow to their 40-man roster. I know nothing about Will Crow. I know nothing, but he's being added to the roster. Yeah. Continuing about injuries, we have the Cubs all-star Chris Bryant being placed on 10-day IL with a sprained left ring finger. And okay. The jokes that I was hoping for from you were... What, that his wedding ring is weighing him down? Yep. Yeah, of yeah, course. That was the joke I was hoping for. And then the Yankees also placed both Liber Torres and James Paxton on the injured list. Yeah. Torres has suffered a grade one left quad and hamstring strain. And he's supposed to miss two or three weeks recovering from that. Right. And then Paxton has suffered a grade one left forearm flexor strain. Yeah. And Um, he's supposed to be out for 14 days. I was going to say, I couldn't imagine straining a flexor muscle in my arm that I throw with as a baseball player. I feel like that's pretty important muscle to have not hurt. (laughs) Well, and this guy, Paxton... He basically came out and said that he thinks the reason so many injuries are happening right now is because they're ramping up so quickly and they had a shorter what training camp or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it was like two weeks long before the season, but yeah. And so he thinks there should have been a longer training camp so that they could have gotten there in a slower pace 
and then everything would have been better. I don't know if this is true or not. It definitely can not allow the muscles to really get into the form they need them to be in to for the longer seasons. Albeit it's a shorter season, so it's maybe well, not as necessary. What were they doing with the COVID break? Like, were you just staying at home picking out? Like, you're a professional athlete. Don't you think the season's going to happen sooner or later? Well, you and I can both admit we didn't think the MLB season was ever going to happen the way they were negotiating. Yeah, but I mean, I also am a pessimist, so I don't think everyone playing baseball is a pessimist. What what have they been doing? Yeah, but the Yankees have been literally just thwarted with injuries right now. They're still playing good baseball. Literally? Literally. They are also down two of their all-stars from last year, Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge, who are two key parts of their offense so it's it's been a tough time for the Yankees I think they have a total of like eight or nine players right now on the injured list which is pretty it sounds more like a Yankees problem than a short camp problem to me (laughs) what are they doing there Uh, I don't know don't know how to tell you and then Jose Alvarez was also placed on the 10-day IL this is the one that you thought was funny it was a Phillies player oh Uh, yeah he took a line drive off of his testicular area. <laughs> um, I like how you were trying to work out how to say this. I was like, this. I want to make this podcast appropriate. He was hitting the family jewels. <laughs> like, I guess that could work. He um, was hit in his no-no parts. Yeah. And he was diagnosed with testicular contusion is the formal diagnosis. I'm, I'm sure that hurts. Like, I'm not trying to belittle this. But, like, of course... <laughs> A Philly player should get this injury. Yeah. Because as we say in my house, F Philadelphia. Yeah. But that's pretty much all the injury stuff I have. I don't know if you have any other weird injury things, but I figured we'd end with that silly one. Well, I have other things that aren't injuries, and it's that the Phillies have picked up relievers, Hembry and Workman, and cash considerations from the Red Sox in exchange for right-handers Pivetta and Siebold. Okay. And the cash considerations were said to be around $815,000. It's basically to pay for a chunk of the contracts for the two players that moved. It's just weird you're giving someone money for someone. It Like, person-to-person trades make sense to me, but money for a person doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. And the MLB is actually doing something decent for once, and they're weighing the pros and cons of a postseason bubble similar to what the NHL is doing with the Stanley Cup playoffs. And they're saying that there would be two hub cities until the actual final for the playoffs, whatever you guys call it. Yeah. And that it would restrict movement and significantly lessen travel to help reduce the COVID risk. I'm like, where was this at the beginning of your season? Because that's what you needed. And the MLB has actually consulted with the NHL about the benefits and perils of bubble and COVID protocols. And like, how are you doing this? How are you doing that? What about this? And talking about how much money they're having to pay for all these things, especially the COVID test. I think it was $100 per test and people were being tested every day. And Every player and every staff member. Yeah, every day. Yeah. And so they had to talk about... Is it worth that? Are we going to be making that money back? How are we going to be able to expend all this and all this other stuff? And it was actually an interesting article until it tried to explain how the NHL bubble is working because I'm mostly a hockey fan. Like, that's my only sport. And so it's asking all these questions in the article and I'm reading it going, I know the answer to that. 
already knew that. I already knew that. I'm so bored reading this. So what you're saying is working through this podcast, you're becoming a sports fanatic just enough to know all about the NHL bubble. Well, I think I already would have because I liked watching all those bubble videos that the NHL and that one goalie had. So I would have already known that either way, just yeah. through hockey. Yeah. Staying on the topic of COVID in the MLB, another fun week of positive tests. Of course. Uh, the Pirates president tests positive for COVID-19. Uh, well, the Pirates president probably should have been more careful. Well, he's from Pittsburgh, so it's, you know, kind of a weird thing to happen there. But and then all I just wanted to say the Pirates president. The Pirates president, yeah. All eighteen Marlins players that have tested positive for COVID nineteen have finally been completely cleared with their double negative tests to play. Yeah, I know we were waiting on two more last week, so all of them are good. They're back. Yay. Uh, However, the MLB did suffer seven new positive tests this week, three players and four staff members. So obviously the president of the Pirates was one of the staff members, so three other unnamed staff members and three players. His assistants, probably. Yeah. So not not too bad of a COVID test week in comparison to more recent weeks for But comparing to other leagues that have more of a handle on this situation, not good. Yeah, still not great. In the news of sports in general with baseball, the Tigers ended their 20-game losing streak against the Cleveland Indians by winning 10-5 to this week. So Good job. They uh, were getting manhandled by Cleveland for like two years, we'll call it that, because that's, that's about 20 games. And then Albert Pujols ties Alex Rodriguez on the all-time RBI list, moving up into second place. Albert who what now? Pujols. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I knew you'd enjoy that one. Your childish mind clearly heard the word poo and hole and, you know, put that together for yourself there. Look, I'm 31, but I don't feel 31. 31 going on 10? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say five. You give me a few more years. Yeah. Congratulations. And then the big news, I think, of the week, and it comes out of San Diego, and it bothers me so much that... The Slam Diego. The Slam Diego Padres. Yeah, the Slam Diego Padres. It's a it's a mouthful to it say is. the least. They hit four grand slams in four back to back games, and then added a fifth yesterday. Now, so are five they five of six games they've hit grand slams? Are they going to be partnering with Denny's? If or? they don't, I'd be really irate <laughs> at this point because it's like every time the Padres hit a grand slam, all the fans in attendance, which are zero, yeah, get a free grand slam. Yeah, or maybe they just do like a Twitter giveaway or something like that for a grand slam. Like if you follow. The Padres and you follow Denny's on social media, you can win a, a Grand Slam or something like that. that would be they got to come up with something. It, it has to exist. Yeah. The closest team with Grand Slam count right now in the major leagues is three. The Padres have eight. Wow. Five of which came this past week. So I know that a lot of my friends in San Diego have just been posting all sorts of Slam Diego posts and mm-hmm. things like that. So obviously we have to talk about it at least a little bit. Give, give some kudos to the Padres who are fighting really for first place with the Dodgers right now. So That is a weird thing to say. Having been to only one Padres game, I, I don't think highly of their team normally. Well, as a history of the Padres, the last time they were really relevant would have been all the way back in 95 or 96, I want to say. Yikes. 98, I know that they did. They had a good run into the playoffs and lost to the Yankees in the World Series. But yeah, that was pretty much the last time. They gave them a new stadium after playing poorly for two years, which I still don't understand. But no. it's it's good to see the my hometown team playing well. Obviously, being a White Sox fan, I'm not attached to the Padres, but, like, still. Yeah. 
It's like how we're rooting for the Dallas Stars to win the Stanley Cup because we live here and that's about it. Right. There were a few blowout games this week. Uh, we had the Pirates uh, yesterday beating the Brewers 12-5. to The Mariners beat the Rangers 10-1. to And that's a hard one for me to talk about here in Dallas. Obviously, the Rangers are in Arlington, which is like a half-hour drive away from here. Yeah. The Rangers have been a pretty bad team this year so far. I do believe they come up one more time in my list here. And they just got a new stadium. Yeah, they did. And it's a very nice stadium, and I'd really like to go enjoy it instead of watching games in the sweltering 100-degree Texas humidity heat. Well, we've done it before. Yeah, not in the new stadium. I'm ready for the air conditioning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Padres beat the Astros 13-2 to yesterday, adding that fifth Grand Slam in six games, which is absolutely bonkers. I'm going to tell you something, mm-hmm. and you're going to judge me for it. I don't know what a Grand Slam is. So when there's runners on first, second, and third base, the person it's at home plate, house. the player at the plate hits a home run. So it's a grand slam, bringing in all four players. It, it's a full house. Yeah, sure. What, what's it called? Yeah. Bases are loaded. Bases are loaded. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, educating while we're here on the podcast. Didn't expect it, but today's lesson, what Look, a grand slam is. There are other people out there like me who don't understand sports, and <laughs> they need to realize that I'm there for them. You're, you're probably right. <laughs> And then Friday, something that I enjoyed thoroughly watching was the White Sox beating the Cubs ten to one. That's we've, always a good day in this house. We've we've taken two of two games so far against the Cubs this season, which is always a good feeling. Do you play them anymore? We do. We play them today. We're hoping for the sweep. It's gonna be a couple more unknown pitcher names because the Aces both played on Friday and Saturday. So yeah, the Braves defeated the Phillies on Friday eleven to two. You always like to see Philadelphia lose. Yep. The White Sox defeated the Tigers 9-0. to And I don't normally like to talk about games unless it's double digits for, like, scores when mm-hmm. it comes to blowouts. But the reason I brought it up is because Lucas Giolito threw seven innings total pitched, struck out 13 batters. Nice. And only gave up three hits and no earned runs, obviously, because it was a shutout, so... Did they ever have the thing where the same player has to go up to bat again in the same inning? Did they ever run all the way through their batting? No, they didn't go all the way through the batting order. Oh, okay. Yeah, had a few runs here, a few runs there. It was oh, kind of okay. added up through the, the the game itself. I was really confused. I'm like, what do you mean all the way through the batting order? I'm like, oh, all the people came back around. No, yeah, yeah. it didn't get that ugly. That's what I would want to see. Like, if I'm gonna go to a baseball game, I want to see so many people go all the way through the batting order. That'd be fun. <laughs> Not for the pitcher on the opposing team. Clearly. No. Um, the Diamondbacks defeated the Athletics 10-1 to on Tuesday. Padres defeated the Rangers 14-4 to on Monday. That was where the Grand Slammies started. Yeah. And then the Athletics defeated the Giants 15-3 to on Sunday. So, a lot of big runs, games. I would say the list is a little shorter than last week. We definitely had some more blowouts last week, but mm-hmm. still some entertaining ones. I was going to break down pitching performances, but literally going through every single game, every single day takes a lot of time to try to figure out like who did well by standards and then figuring out what standard really works out right so i avoided that i would be bored outside my mind gonna be honest yeah and more the reason i kind of kept it to what i did because there's already enough baseball talk and i can already tell you're like you're ready to start yawning going on over there so listen you said you were going to try to bring me over to the sports side of things and that doesn't mean i have to not yawn (laughs) gotcha well, for the NBA, the only thing I have is the Bucks' Marvin Williams and the Magic's 
James Ennis were both ejected after a Game 3 altercation. And it was the fifth ejection of William's career, but for Ennis, he had never been ejected before that game. It was a weird fight. I don't know if you watched the video of it. but I did not. Um, Ennis was definitely not the instigator by any means. These guys were both talking trash to each other for portions of the game. So like, Welcome to sports. Yeah. So like, they were fired up. By no means was that a shocker. But what was weird about it the most was that Ennis at one point was trying to back away. And the other player grabbed his jersey and pulled him back over like three or four security guards to try to swing at him. And then Ennis is like fine, we'll punch. Let's punch if we're going to punch. Like, Well, I heard there was a ref in between the two of them when a swing happened. Yeah, and Ennis swung back, but like there were, at that point, three security guards and a referee between him and the opposing player. But it's just crazy to me. Like, I guess it's the NBA. I shouldn't be shocked that players have long reach. Mm-hmm. But they literally grabbed Ennis from the jersey and pulled him, like smashing the security guards together like a mm-hmm. sandwich between these two guys. And I Ennis can't... is like, fine, I'll throw a punch then, you know? I can't imagine what would cause something like this because hockey is aggressive and like there's a lot of physicality to like hitting each other, you're getting in each other's faces. Basketball, if you look at someone the wrong way, that's a foul. So like how is the temper rising? I don't understand. The era of overly aggressive NBA has not existed for a number of years. Uh, At least since Jordan? No, I would say it was... Probably like late 90s, early 2000s is when it really started to change. You saw a lot more three-point shooters getting involved in the game. You also saw a lot of penalties towards, or like fouls, penalties, geez, I'm sitting here talking about hockey. Mm -hmm. More fouls related to like players coming down with rebounds. When I was a kid and I watched the Jordan era and the early Kobe era and Shaq eras, players were allowed to come down with the ball and throw elbows in every Mm -hmm. direction to clear out their personal space. Yeah. And if somebody did that now, like, it happens from time to time, but more often than not, it's called as a foul in some way, shape, or form, and it's just crazy to me, because I'm like, there's no rule against it. Like, Mm -hmm. the only thing that you're calling a foul is, like, the violent portion of it, I guess? Like, I don't know. It just... Well, it seems weird. It's for I mean, player safety, obviously, but still. Maybe their temperatures are rising because they're in a bubble together and they come into contact more than they would if they were playing a series against each other at like a home game situation. I would say that's accurate, but you see videos all the time of players hanging out with other players from other teams and like tagging each other in Snapchat and Instagram videos and all sorts of things. So I don't know really. But are they all playing against each other trying to win the playoffs? Well, when they get on the court, absolutely. It's like, it's time, you know. Well, I'm just saying. I do have more NBA news than you have. Yeah, because that was the only one I had. Yeah. We have Nick Nurse. He was named NBA Coach of the Year. He's the head coach for the Toronto Raptors. I don't know why they're handing that out when the playoffs are happening. So, it's It's for the regular season. It's not for the playoffs portion of it. Well, why wouldn't you wait till the playoffs are over? I, I agree with you. That's the way they do it in the NHL, but NBA is the NBA. And then Trailblazer Zach Collins is going to undergo season-ending ankle surgery to repair a stress fracture from my game earlier this week. Are in they ankle. in the playoffs or no? Uh, they, Yes, they are. They're playing the Lakers currently. They're, so he's not trying to play all the way through the playoffs with an injury? Not with a fractured ankle, no. Also this week we had the NBA draft figure out their top 14 picks. The draft lottery? Yes. Oh, okay. And the number one pick is going to be going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
the number two pick will be going to the Golden State Warriors, who were absolute garbage this year, coming can, off of a literal dynasty of years. Can I just say I don't like that name? The Golden State Warriors? It makes me think of the Golden State Killer. Oh, okay. So well, maybe they should change their name. Yeah, I don't know that they will. Well, um, then they're always going to be thought of as serial killers. Then. Never mind, I guess. Number three, you have the Hornets. The number four pick is going to the Chicago Bulls. Second year in a row, a top five pick in the draft. I don't know if that's something to necessarily be proud of. The number five pick going to be the Cavaliers. Number six pick going to the Hawks. The number uh, seven. The who? The Hawks. Not the Blackhawks. The Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm very confused. We're not, we're not talking hockey, I know. Number seven pick going to the Detroit Pistons. The number eight pick going to the New York Knickerbockers. You made that up. No. They're what? Sh- for short, the Knicks, but everybody knows they're the New York Knickerbockers. What? Is that yeah. real? It was created long before our time. Are, yes. are you lying to me? <laughs> no. What? Are you going to be a fan of the Knickerbockers now? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Not if they're the Knicks. Like, I know the team, the Knicks, but I don't know Knickerbockers. Yeah, well, that's what Knicks is short for. Go figure. That's a way better name. Yeah. The number nine pick is going to the Washington Wizards. Number 10 pick going to the Phoenix Suns. Number 11 pick going to the San Antonio Spurs. The 12th pick going to the Sacramento Kings, because there can never be enough Kings teams in California. Apparently. The number 13 pick is going to your favorite, the New Orleans Pelicans. The No Pelicans. The No Pelicans. The number 14 pick is going to the Boston Celtics via a trade with the Grizzlies. The NBA also announced that they have plans for virtual draft combines where players that would normally play in the NCAA, if they opt out of playing the season or decide to enter the NBA draft, they will be allowed to go to multiple hub cities and quarantine and then partake in combines as long as they're testing negative for COVID-19. It's going to be small groups. I don't know how many cities they're planning at this point. It sounded like at least more than four, which does give options for players to kind of travel around to like hub cities at least to get the opportunity to still compete in the combine. And then we also have a little bit of news with some of the performances this week. We have Luka Doncic becoming the first player in the history of the NBA to score 40 plus points in his playoff debut. So his very first true playoff debut, he scored 40 two points sadly not leading the Mavs to a victory in that game but they did end up winning the second game and the Lakers picked up the third yesterday speaking of the Lakers LeBron James came out and announced the new jerseys for the lovely remake of Space Jam oh yeah I hate them they're ugly they're awful I think they went a little too much to try to be like relevant with the Toon Squad stuff that is out there right now that's kind of streetwear trendy, and they destroyed it. I hope the movie's good, because the jerseys aren't, to say yeah. the least. And maybe that's just my opinion. I don't know. And then to end it on a little bit of silliness, or do you have something more for the NBA? Well, I thought when you said LeBron, you were going to talk about the fact that he wrote a kid's book. Nope, I know nothing about that, because we're not talking about books here, we're talking about sports. But he's a sports ball player. Yes, but books are for book podcasts. But the author is a sports ball player. Fine, go ahead and talk about it. You have some information about it? He wrote a kid's book. Okay, well, do you we'll know what it's We'll talk about titled? it in the next episode. Uh, okay. This is about Miami Heat and ex-Chicago Bull Jimmy Butler. He's 
brought a bunch of coffee making stuff because he's a coffee snob to his room for the bubble and he has opened his own coffee shop to sell to players of different teams and he charges Is he spitting in it? No. He Is he's, he poisoning he's, them? No, he's legitimately making coffee for people. <laughs> he's running a business in the bubble. He charges $20 no matter what cup size. So if you want a tall cup, a medium cup, or a small cup, or whatever you're getting, he'll charge you $20 flat rate. And his theory is, they're NBA players. They can afford $20 a cup. And he goes, I'm actually contemplating raising the price to $30 a cup. I don't understand the point of this, okay? Well, it's because there's not very good coffee at the hotels that they're staying in, I guess. It's just like instant coffee is predominantly what they're making for these guys. So having the capability of having like espressos or cappuccinos or lattes or, you know, pour over coffee, that kind of stuff is what he's offering. So I'm hearing what's not being said and it's that they're whining about something else. Yeah. And in turn, Jimmy Butler is making out like a bandit. So he's named his coffee company Big Face Coffee. Outside of his room, he has actual menus. You just send him a text message or call his room and put in your order. And then he brings your coffee out to the hallway, sets it down. You pick up your cup of coffee and you leave. Kudos to Jimmy Butler for making a little of that side hustle money on top of the ridiculous contract he has in Miami. So dumb. This is so unnecessary. (laughs) But that's all the NBA news I have. Why can't you just drink what they provide? Why do you have to be such a little brat? They're overpaid athletes who have personal Want to waste their money? Sure. All right. Maybe it's not a waste to them. You always have to deem what the expense means to the person that's actually buying it. It might just be a good service that they actually want to take part in. Maybe. Yeah. 20 or $30 for a cup of coffee is ridiculous. Welcome to the bubble where there's awful coffee everywhere. I guess. But again, that's all I have for the world of the NBA. I don't know if you want to continue over to the NFL. Is that the next place you'd like to drop or you have somewhere you prefer? NFL's fine. I'll let you take it away if you have anything. I have nothing, so. You have literally nothing? Nothing. Holy macaronis. All right, well. um, They haven't even started playing yet. Well, there's still a lot of stuff going on. Okay, Um, fill me in. So the Washington football team can't stay out of the news. Uh, Ron Rivera, their head coach, was diagnosed with skin cancer this week. He is going to try to continue to be the head coach for the season, but in turn also preparing Jack Del Rio, who's his assistant coach, to be ready to be the head coach. I don't know how he would be the coach for a football team. Well, getting cancer treatment. And being in the sun, I can't imagine. Yeah. Also, the Kansas City Chiefs have followed suit of the Blackhawks and have banned Indian headdresses and Indian-based face paint not being allowed in the stadium this year. And if you show up with it, you forfeit your ticket. They literally will not refund you your money because it's part of their policy now. So It's basically in your contract and buying this ticket. ticket. You're saying you're not going to do this? Correct. Which I think is a really cool thing of them to do. They're definitely the right thing for them to do, to say the least. And then we were talking about it a little bit in the car this morning as we were going to get our breakfast about that recent survey that this third-party organization did where they interviewed a thousand sports fans from every state except for Hawaii and Alaska asking if they would be willing to attend NFL games this season based on a number of stipulations. Stipulations being that there are no standards for protection and health and that there were standards for basically social distancing during the games themselves. 41% of NFL fans would have no interest in attending a game this season is what came out from the total pool of yeah, numbers. Yeah. And Smart in, people. And our great state of Texas, only 21% <laughs> doing well, guys. You did a wonderful thanks so much for making us the 
redheaded stepchild in the, the room. The dumbest state in this poll. Yeah. So, yeah, we had the lowest percentage. Thanks so much, guys. We're really proud of you that, you know, literally 79% of you would go and see a game without health standards, which is absolutely bonkers. I don't get it, and I think I'm particularly, like, angry at people for this because I've gotten the virus, and it's like, you don't know what you're signing up for whenever you're saying you would do this crap. They just want to watch football. And, like, I support my hockey team. Like, I love them, and I loved supporting them through the qualifiers or whatever, but, like, I don't value that experience over my health and the health of my friends and family. Freaking Texas, man. Yeah. Like the MLB, the NFL is currently considering doing a bubble-style postseason. Why don't they do it for the regular season? They haven't played anything yet. Right. And then the NFL also has ruled on deciding that there will be no cheerleaders and no mascots at the games in 2020. So you'll be not getting the cute mascot photos you're getting from the MLB, sadly. I will say I do enjoy that from the MLB. I understand why they think it's unnecessary when there's no fans in the arena stadium whatever right. it's called yeah it, it's it doesn't really make sense to have them there like and it just I puts will more say risk. though they have a pretty big mask on yeah they do it's their whole head yes but it also has normal breathing holes that's true so it's not very secure for them either and i couldn't imagine being in a giant mascot uniform and then having to wear a mask underneath it like protective equipment oh yeah. ppe underneath that would be miserable and then they've also, this week, come up with the consideration, they're going to be voting on it this week with the board, of running fan sounds into the stadium speakers for the players. Don't. I, I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> I don't see how that's going to help, and especially with how delayed we've seen that being in soccer games and hockey games. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would just throw things off I'm, for players. I honestly, in football particularly, and just like my argument in hockey, there's enough sounds for the game to exist without crowd sounds. Yeah. I would much rather hear the players fired up, talking their trash to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then just the pad on pad crushes, like the big hits, like a linebacker coming through the hole and just obliterating a running back. I want to hear that. I want to hear that so bad. That's how I feel about like hockey ASMR. Like, I don't know if that's a thing, but I want it to be a thing. Like the sound of the puck hitting the stick with a good solid pass and checking someone into the boards, the sound of the skates on the ice. Like... I love that. I want to hear that. I don't want to hear this fake crowd sound. So I can understand the same thing with the NFL. And then a little bit of news from San Diego via the Washington football team. Alex Smith came through Helix High School. Him and Reggie Bush were on the same team when I was a kid. Okay. Watching the two of those guys literally just... They, they were adults playing in a child's high school league, basically, at, at their level. And because of how big they are or how talented they are? How talented they were, hands down. Reggie okay. Bush was... you If you put eight pairs of hands on him, he would still run right through you at the high school level. It was just unbelievable, his talents. And having watched the two of them play, you either got your the crap beat out of you by Reggie Bush on the ground, or they didn't run the ball and they did a play action, and you were like, throw as many bodies at Reggie Bush, and then all the wide receivers were wide open for Alex Smith to throw the ball to. Yeah. Alex Smith, though, was injured in November of 2018. He had a compound fracture in both his tibia and fibula. Mm. Um, he was basically expected to be lucky if he walked again 
um, well, based on the original diagnosis. I mean, a compound fracture is bad enough, and then it's both of those bones. Yeah. He was taken off the pup list this week by a uh, Washington football team, and his doctors have stated he's cleared to go back to practicing. So no contact or full contact? Full contact. Mm. So he got really lucky. There was even rumors originally based on the injury that he was going to have to be amputated. So, like, he went from... Worst case scenario, never going to be able to walk and lose a leg to back in the NFL. Now, I, like, the video came out when they announced it of him walking out and, like, his kids and his wife, like, cheering for him in his front yard and all that stuff. He was limping like crazy. How is he going to be just stepping right into an NFL role? Like, that's my concern. I don't think he's going to be. I think if he does play in the NFL, it's going to not be on the first string. Is it it first string? Yeah, he'll probably be the backup quarterback for now. And, And what you bring to the table with Alex Smith is a quality quarterback that can teach a young quarterback how to play at that level and see things that he didn't normally see because he's got all the experience in the NFL but he went through 17 surgeries to get Man. back to playing so that like, had to be a really nasty break yeah I can't um, imagine they never shared the x-ray photo but I could imagine it was disgusting you don't need to see it yeah it's gross yeah but 17 surgeries later and two years later he's back to practicing with team kudos to Alex Smith it's good to see you back I'm glad you had the perseverance to prove that you could come back. I just don't know how long your career is going to be with an injury like that. I just don't think anybody ever really 100% recovers from something that may have caused him to be amputated, which was original conversation. So, like, it's just crazy to me to see him come back and compete again. I'm excited to see him play. Yeah. Um, But that's all the NFL news I have. Since you didn't have any, that makes that pretty much wrap that section up for us. Yeah. The MLS is in the news, sadly, for not good reasons to get down the COVID train. The Chicago Fire have reported a new player has tested positive for COVID-19. They were booted out of the MLS's back tournament due to positive tests originally, so it just continues to hurt the team. They postponed their games for this weekend to make sure that everybody gets a negative double test to make sure that they're capable of coming and playing just without the one player. So that got delayed. And then the 2020 U.S. Open Cup is canceled due to COVID-19. So the U.S. Open Cup is a basically like amateur league style kind of like dfb pokal i guess is the best way to compare it like it's it's mostly not tier one teams like league one teams competing for an opportunity to qualify to come to the mls in a certain time it's something that they've started more recently as an effort to try to shake up the mls league a little bit which i think is kind of neat but it totally makes sense to cancel it because the MLS is doing no bows, so... It's another league that I think would have done well to put in better precautions, and they're not, and so everything's just gonna die. And then we get to talk about the big one today. I'm sitting here wearing currently mm-hmm. a Bayern Munich jersey, Bayern Munich hat, and I've got my scarf over my right shoulder. Today is the Champions League final. Starts at 2 o'clock. I'm hoping we have everything recorded and done by then. We should pretty easily. But let's talk about the games that happened this week. Um, not quite as big of a stunner as Barcelona receiving the butt kicking they did the previous week. But Bayern Munich did defeat Lyon pretty easily. 3-0. to zero. Sergei Gnabry went and scored two goals in the 18th and the 33rd minute of the game. And then our favorite, Robert Lewandowski, can never be left off of a sheet in the Champions mm-hmm. League this year, it seems. Scores in the 88th minute to wrap up the 3-0 win. PSG also defeats Red Bull Leipzig 3-0. to uh, Marquinho, I hope I said that right, his Brazilian player, so 
probably close. Scored in the 13th. Angel Di Maria, uh, the Argentine, scored in the 42nd minute. Ex-Manchester United player. I know you don't really remember him much, but he was there for a couple of years. And then Juan Bernat. He was a player for Bayern Munich for a few years, um, but he scored in the 56th minute for PSG. I think the irony of it the most out of those goals is none of the big-name players necessarily on the PSG roster putting yeah. up points. Kudos to the guys that aren't the big goal scorers scoring the goals for I- them to get through. I think that makes it something you have to watch out for as a Bayern Munich player or fan is that if their goal scorers Flip the aren't switch. scoring goals and it's other people stepping up, then what's going to happen in this next game? If the goal scorers actually flip a switch and start scoring Turn goals. Turn it on, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. The game starts at 2 o'clock, so we will probably be watching it, sadly, in Spanish because here in America, CBS has ruined my life by taking away access to the games unless you pay for a subscription so well i think part of that is soccer's not that big a deal in the u.s especially international soccer but also the fact that other sports are coming back at this point they don't absolutely have to have that programming on yeah so i think that's why that's happening um the champions league was under contract through i believe like june um with fox sports okay and so fox sports didn't want to re-up it for just a handful of games it seemed stupid to renegotiate the contract for the remainders of it okay and so cbs is the one that bought those rights so weird they do what they're gonna do and then europa league in uh news that's basically the teams that didn't qualify for champions league matches playing for their own form of championship we had sevilla defeating inter milan three to two uh luc de jong i probably butchered that you did moving on scored in the 12th and 33rd minute for the goal. And this is where the own goal occurred. Inter Milan's uh, Romelu Lukaku scored on his own goalie. It ended up being 3-2. to two. Sevilla ended up winning that game. But yeah, that's that's the fun news of the world there in European soccer. I don't know if you have any other sports news, but I think that's no. pretty much all I have. That sounds like that's about everything. Uh, we appreciate you guys getting us to listen today. Uh, hopefully we enlightened you a little bit on what's going on in the sports world for the week. Or if I didn't enlighten you, maybe I entertained you. And at least educated you on what a Grand Slam is. Listen. Listen. I have nothing. Just listen. <laughs> Wise words. But we appreciate you guys giving us a listen today. We appreciate you giving us the time. And we'll catch you on the book podcast this week, later on on Thursday. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.